see, madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. <laughs> They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking Hello all everybody this, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week, my good friends, Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. What's going on? And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Welcome to the show. I really need to find something to have an intro as. I really have to. <laughs> you know, I'd say we haven't seen each other in a long time, but that's not true. I mean, I just, I guess in this forum we haven't. Yes. Uh, speaking of us seeing each other, I'll have to get into a little bit of the story. I, before I get into that, though, we have to plug Falls Count Anywhere with Derek McCauley, Russ D'Agostino, and Zach Harmon. The Perfect Edge with Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Mundo, Donnie Impact, Don Strowman, Don DiBiase, there, and many more. I could go on for two hours. You didn't even get started. No, I didn't even scratch the surface. Uh, we have Throwback Madness from a couple weeks ago, No Mercy 2000. It was a very fun show. Uh, we are going to have a new unsanctioned sometime very soon with... Uh, the iconic Shivani. Yes. I don't know when exactly we're going to record it, but we are going to do one very soon. Uh, if you like the show, you listen to the show, five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, it's a huge help to the show. We appreciate anyone who has given us one already, and we will appreciate anyone who gives us one in the future. And Alo, move some merch. Yeah, if you want to embrace the match, you can do so at whatamaneuver.net. And if you're tired of the same old wrestling tees, you can head over to collarandelbow.com and use promo code MattManus for 10% off your order. Yes. Rumor has it there's some other promo codes that are available for that website, but they no longer work. Matt Madness is the <laughs> only promo code still valid. Yeah, the, the only fully functional promo code on collar and elbow. That That is what we're hearing. Direct text from Al Snow. Yes, the only wrestling podcast and the only functional <laughs> promo code. Uh all the other podcasts have moved to XM Radio. Yeah. So we had TLC this week. I'm gonna jump right into a Ronnie versus the world. This oh. is not this is not like a heated one at all. This is just a funny story that happened that I think you guys will appreciate. Obviously, I was with you guys on Sunday for TLC. You were. And you guys also know I have been often driving the Honda Civic that is my company car. Mm-hmm. Because I don't feel like taking my car. Not in. purchased from me. Correct. Mm-hmm. No. They 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 purchased that car before I knew you. Okay. Um so I drove the Honda Civic out here. Because I don't feel like taking my car in to get inspected. So I drove the Honda Civic out. Um, You guys gave me the newer AJ Styles Elite figure (laughs) that evening. And I put it in the back of the car, you know, drove back. And uh, the guy who actually drives the car needed an oil change. So I forgot that AJ was in the back. And just left it in there. And he texted me on Monday saying, I don't know if you need the car today. I have to take it home. Do you mind? I was like, no, it's fine. Um, and he texted me, okay, I didn't I didn't know if you wanted to hang out with AJ Styles tonight. I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. I just say like, ha, 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 as I normally would. I'm like, I don't know what that meant, whatever. And the next day he takes it in for the oil change. He comes back into the office. He's like, yo. I took the car into Jiffy Lube. I'm, like, sitting in the thing. He's, like, going over. You need an oil change. You want the synthetic again. You want the tires rotated, this and that. And the guy goes, oh, one last thing. 
what you know about the phenomenal one? <laughs> and then my coworker's like, what are you talking about? The phenomenal one. AJ Styles, ride with you in the back. And he's like, oh, my buddy. He goes, yeah, the phenomenal one. And he was like, oh, yeah, my buddy, my coworker. He's like, you like wrestling? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Me and my son watch it all the time. And he's like, oh, you got to listen to their podcast, Matt Madness. He's like, all right, I'll check it out. But, like, the AJ Styles in the back. <laughs> the, it, the, the funny places you find wrestling fans in this <laughs> world. So, and how excited they get when they find another wrestling fan. So this story is gold to me <laughs> because, you know, I'm about to be celebrating four years selling cars. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, I worked at a quick loop. <laughs> so I would have done something like this a little over four years ago. Uh, I still have friends that watch wrestling that work at one. So I'm, that is great. That is yeah, too great. I laughed for like ten minutes. Just the idea of him sitting there oh. with no idea and be like, oh, one more thing. What you know about the phenomenal one? Just like I, throws that at him. Another thing. Uh-huh. I need to oil change myself. <laughs> And my AJ Styles is in the same exact place. <laughs> Leave, it. Leave it. You, you yeah. need to go to that Jiffy Lube. Yeah, the Jiffy Lube on Baltimore Pike in Springfield. I like. I died at that. I was like, how great is and that? That he called him the phenomenal one. <laughs> that that reminds me. Last last year in the winter, I had a, a leak in the basement from a pipe. Mm-hmm. So, called the water company. Had a guy come out. Um, you know, he he shut the water off. I just wanted him to show me. You know. Because I ended up swapping out the next day. So, basically, um, we go through everything. He's like, I can't do nothing. I'll help you, like, address the issue. So, I was like, all right, cool. I was like, here, let me um, let me take you inside. Yeah. We open the front door. Troy's watching a rerun of Raw from the night before. <laughs> I open the front door. The guy kicks off his boots. He's like, oh, Seth Rollins. He's the man. <laughs> and he, like, throws his fist up. And I was like... Man, anytime I would want to talk about wrestling, but no, let's go look at this leaking pipe. And it was like, I, I didn't see this coming. Yeah, it, it, it's funny because there was another time I was actually wearing my Seth Rollins architect don't sell out buy-in hoodie. And I had to drop my another co-worker of mine to get his car inspected at like Pacifico Ford or one of those ones down at the auto mall. And, you know, I'm, I wear hoodies enough that I'm never really thinking about which hoodie I'm wearing yeah. at the time. And they have a break room in there that's just behind, like, plexiglass. So as I'm walking by the break room, this guy's tapping on the plexiglass. And I'm just like, look, and I'm like, hey, like, how's it going? And he starts going, Seth Rollins, like, through the glass. <laughs> it's funny, like, people see a wrestling fan, like, out in the wild. Yeah, out in like, the wild. They get, like, all excited about it where you don't expect to find another wrestling yeah, fan. Yeah. But I thought it was funny. Um, I laughed for a long time about it. I've been telling this story to anyone I know who, like, is even a little bit into that's wrestling. That's so good. Uh, but TLC, the first thing I'll say is disappointed we didn't get the shield. Disappointed we got, like, Kurt Angle's return without, like, any build or story for it. And disappointed that we got AJ and Finn with no story, no build. But I will say that I do applaud them for going all out to try to put on a good show. Like, they could have easily been like, oh, well... And just throwing some garbage in there. Like, they realized we have to do something. And they, they went all out to try to give us two so, really big things on the show. To, to agree with that point, I mean, I know there's some smaller things on the card they were doing right. But besides the Shield reuniting, this, this card was mediocre at best. I, I'm You know, anyone can argue that. But the thing I respect that they did is they really broke their back. I mean, they gave away some stuff, 
And I mean, that's what I mean made the night. You know, I would have liked the build up for the angle. And I mean, really, everyone talks about the the effects of social media and you know how um, how word travels fast. WWE occasionally would make an announcement of like uh, a live event match or or Raw or SmackDown a match coming on. But to to my recent memory, this is the first and only time a huge match has been announced on social media for a pay per view. And I mean, I again, I mean, they came up with a great promo package that you know you did get to see at the yeah. the beginning of the show, and you got to see it before the main event. Um, I loved it. Yeah, like I I really respect the effort they put in to saving the show. Halo, do you want to refresh our listeners' memories on our rating system? Yeah, if it's a horrible show, it's a job. If it falls on the middle, it's a slobber knocker. It's a fantastic show, it's a showstopper. Okay. So, Eck? Well, I, I will refresh our um, listeners with um, myself. I, I'm here to piss everyone off. Yeah. I'm going to give the show a showstopper. Wow. That good for um, you. Specifically, you. Last time you, we were, um, you guys got together, reviewed mm-hmm. um, the Hell in the Cell. It was about you know the feeling, the moment, the feeling you got when Shane jumped off. Yeah. Um, the so to back up real quick, the two most important things is we'll go to AJ Styles making a special appearance as a SmackDown star against Finn Balor, um, the two first leaders of the Bullet Club, and for me and my best friend over here, who <laughs> two nights prior we went to a Ring of Honor show mm-hmm. at the um, legendary ECW Arena, which was amazing. I mean, we ha- we had a blast. Yeah. I mean, that was a good night. You know, to be going off that Bullet Club high, they put on a great eight-man tag in the main event. Um, the latest buzz that uh, Cody and Roman had going on in social media mm-hmm. from the past week and a half. And then we get that. I didn't need the build-up. That's a dream match that people have been wanting. And as much as they could have put a great... They can put a great story. And you know what else? Rock and Austin had a great story... You know, at 15, 17, and 19. So you're telling me over, you know, uh, five years they can keep keep throwing out right. know, d- d- different... It's not like they can't tell us a story. Exactly. We're, we can get a story out of them at another date. The match was great. I thought it was great while it was happening. I rewatched the match. The match was great. And um, Aaron's uncle, Dave, you know, gave it four... four, four <laughs> and 4.25 Four and a quarter stars. So... How many stars would have gotten in the Tokyo Dome, though? Six. Yes. Six point six. Six stars. So, I, I thought that was awesome. Um, the feeling, you know, I, I talk about it all the time whenever we bring up Kurt. I remember when his book came out in 01... I remember going to a, a local bookstore and waiting with um, my cousin and my mom to get him to sign the book. Um, you know, that was like the first and only time I met a wrestler in person until, yeah. you know, recent memory. Mm-hmm. Him coming back last year was awesome. I didn't get to go to Mania Weekend with you mm-hmm. guys. Watching this was great. This happened out of nowhere. The night, the the day of Ring of Honor, I'm getting ready. I'm like BSing at work for the last hour. <laughs> and I go on Instagram and literally two minutes prior it was posted by WWE. I was like, wait, it's not April 1st. Like, where, where'd this come from? I was ecstatic. I, I didn't think it made sense. I thought it was like a fake. I thought it was spam. I thought but it was on their account. It, it, it was real. <laughs> um, it wasn't fake news. What up, mm-hmm. Donovan? Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was something to be excited about. It was something that you could emotionally get invested in. Um, 
five guys may have gotten buried. Um, you you didn't get the shield together. You got two guys from the shield looking awesome. And if you're fans of both of them, and if you really like Dean, which he looked great, hey, that's just me, not anyone else yeah. affiliated with the podcast. But I enjoyed it, top to bottom. Um, there, there, the match was long. It it had its it had its length to it, but there was a lot of stories they got to build throughout it. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. Um, you know, I I wish Angle didn't have to go take the break in the back, but it gave him the nice pop to come back with his yeah. music. I loved it. Mm-hmm. That ma- I mean, that, that'll those two matches alone is a showstopper. Yeah, I can't fault you for that, Alo. If Roman got carded out and had to take a break, he would have got booed. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like I didn't like. That. I'm just saying, but be consistent, wrestling fan. Yeah. But uh, I'm gonna give it a slobber knocker. Like you guys, like we, like you both hit on the whole fact of. They tried, and like they outdid themselves. They gave you what you want, because WWE, being sports entertainment, is about moments. And Kurt Angle coming back, no matter what happens in the ring or how good the, good or bad the match is, that moment was there. And then him being with the Shield, like his entrance like sold it. His entrance with the Shield sold it, but it also leaves more on the table for when he does have his one-on-one match. But they did like do something to get fans' interest. The whole Finn Balor, AJ Styles thing. They saved me from watching... A mess of um, him versus Bray Wyatt. Right. That was a gift. That was a gift. Like you said last week, if you could fast forward a pay per view match, you would fast forward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like that was like a blessing in disguise for me, and they really outdid themselves. Like even that match, the Battle AJ match, it was a lot in that match. I did like, but like my best friend said that. It wasn't really much of a build, but when that usually happens, I was like, okay, these, they'll probably just let these two guys go. But the next time that these two, fa- two do go off, face each other, there'll be more there. And I think that we're just getting the beginning of that because of what's going to happen in a Survivor Series, presumably. But everything else on the card, it was it was there. You know, nothing, nothing bad, nothing great. But I'll just give it a plain slobber knocker. Yeah, I'm going slobber knocker as well. It may not be fair to WWE, but I think I was just so amped up for... The shield, that there was almost nothing they could have done for it to be what I wanted that show to be. So this this is not like a negative slobber knocker. There literally like, could have been nothing because yeah. what, what better could they yeah. have done than what yeah, they cause, did? Because they could have just broke off and said, okay, the shield is going to defend the tag title against Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Or the Miz, is going, the Miz is going to face Jason Jordan. They, they could have right. did that, but they didn't. They kind of like pulled out the stops. Yeah. The only thing more disappointing than no shield was... When I tried that piece of candy corn, <laughs> and it, it was exactly as I remembered it. I was hoping I would be like, "Wow, I've been wrong all these years." But Miss Too Fly, like, yeah, but I, feel, I feel that like I wasn't wrong. I think that um, was a rib. Yeah. <laughs> so we mentioned the main event: Angle, Seth, and Dean over the Miz, Sheamus, and Cesaro, Kane, and Braun Strowman. For my money, like. Kurt Angle's entrance <laughs> was worth the nine ninety nine for a month of the WWE Network. Him creeping in like maybe five six months, five six to months. six, yeah, five to six seconds after they walked so out, so good, and that goofy smile on his face, <laughs> I died at that. And I mean, it was so great because people teased it on social media, and then they teased it, and you didn't know if it would really happen. You know, Seth, you know, Seth and Dean catch him in the locker room. And then they they pass him a vest. I mean, yeah. it, it it was gold. It was gold. And then he got to come out and do it. That made the night alone. Yeah, because we didn't think he was actually going to come out in the vest. So I believe I did it one time, but I think this will be. I won't be surprised 
if this could be the second episode, and it won't be me, it'll obviously be you guys. If you guys decided to change your your rating later, <laughs> I, I won't I won't judge. You won't you hold it against us. I won't. <laughs> I won't bring it up when, uh, at a later date. Just do the right thing. Yeah, but you love this match. This match was great. Did you? How much did you like the main event? The moment was there, but everything else is just. Like, for example, the Valor-AJ match, you knew they were just going to let them go. Like, okay, just go out there and go. But this match, you could tell they were just going through the motions. They were like kind of like, kind of basically like calling on the fly. And it was real convoluted. Like, nothing was like really happening. It was like really slow paced. Like, the whole Kane thing and the way you did on Raw, that was like bizarre and made no sense. But I, I think that whole Kane-Strowman thing was a bit of an audible because like you don't know how long Roman's going to be gone. You have to right. do something. So that didn't make sense to me. And we were just waiting for something to happen and just dragged the entire time. And but we did get the ultimate moment of Angle coming back down with his music and hitting the Angle Slam and with the Angle Lock and then him doing um, the Shield Bomb. Yeah. Oh, as, as they call, as this well, his run there. back down the ramp. When he took out Sheamus and Cesaro, like awesome, yeah, so good, yeah, because that's that, that's like that's, that's what I'm saying. Cesaro's like, angle slam, Sheamus yeah, is a, 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 like unprotected, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like they saved themselves for if Angle does wrestle again for that moment, because like I want the Kurt Angle entrance where he comes down to his music, and he's out there cursing and yelling and everything mm-hmm. and strutting and shaking his head and stuff. That's the, that's what I want. They've, they've kind of helped themselves and they actually saved that for a later date. But that's what you were kind of waiting for for. Kurt Angle to go quote unquote vintage, vintage angle mm-hmm. and and save the day. That's what you, that's what you were waiting for. We did it. We did get it, and WWE did succeed in creating that moment. But there's also another moment that you could create with Kurt Angle. So they did save that from, from that aspect. Yeah, I felt like the angle we got, or the moment we got with Angle, was more like the angle, like almost out there, like fighting for his life. Mm-hmm. Like he's not in there in a one-on-one match with somebody. This is like he's in this fight where they're outnumbered. He's I, w- I want to say he's the oldest guy in the match, but unfortunately there was another guy who was older um, in Kane. Uh, but, yeah, it, like I got that feeling like he's scrapping for his life in this match. And I love that they were able to to really like, get age, that point across. Despite age, he didn't look rough. I mean, No, he still He didn't good. look like your buddy Bill. No. And, and I'm the last one to, to necessarily hate on him. You're the last one to criticize Bill, but he... Yeah, obviously, it, it, obviously, obviously, Angle. Angle looked you know ten times better. Another another good thing to point out, and you know, off air, I was talking whether it was the three of us or if it was prepping the four, you know all four of us. Um, I mentioned one thing I was looking forward to when it was the Shield in this handicap match. You know, I, I look forward to this match, and my best friend makes the comment. So you're looking forward to seeing five people get buried. I, I was being sarcastic. No. I was. I didn't really mean it. Cause I don't. You know how I am. So, so the thing, the thing that you know is another takeaway. You know, you get the feel good moments, but it it left Rollins and Ambrose looking strong, strong as an ox again. And I mean, you know, you could not keep those guys down. Um, they try to put them in the dumpster, and then they had the great moment of like climbing up the. I'm not the mm-hmm. dumpster, you know, in the trash yeah. truck, climbing to the top of it, leaping off. Uh, I thought they looked great, top to bottom. Yeah, and I another thought. little small detail. Obviously, Dean's the harder one to keep down. So let's drag Seth. Let's leave Dean over here. Let's drag Seth to the ring to get the pin. Mm-hmm. And Dean running in. This is gold. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job. It was not like a me bringing that up was also supposed to be part of you guys changing your rating. But <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen. It was. It was not like a classic match, but it was. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, Finn and AJ. We we discussed it a little bit. Like, the crowd obviously just ate it up 
to, to my knowledge, I've, I feel like, you know, obviously you get a lot of um, the same chants over and over and over again, but they hit it with the, the Bullet Club actual chant in there, mm -hmm. which I feel like you don't hear in no. WWE. I feel like that's the first time I, I can remember. Maybe, again, it was fresh in my head from Friday night. The only time I could think we may have heard it is maybe the first time we saw... The club. Yeah, like AJ with... Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, we may have gotten right. it, but I don't remember. Yeah, it's been a while now, and it's obviously somewhat then. forgettable in comparison to this. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I thought this match was incredible. Obviously, they gave them almost twenty minutes. It was that long. I think it was eighteen and a half, really? something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they had some time. They gave it them time. It didn't seem that long. Mm -hmm. because you were, it was you were complaining good. about life during that match. Uh, you were mm -hmm. complaining about mm -hmm. life during that. No, match. I was not. I had to rewatch it. No, I was not. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Obviously, these two guys could have done anything, and it would have been great. So, thing you know, obviously, Aaron makes the comment that they went out there and they just threw it all out. Another good thing, how high were our hopes when we were at Battleground and it was Owens versus AJ? Yeah. This match is going to be gold. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. We got to see AJ versus Owens again, I believe, on another pay-per-view, mm -hmm. and then also on SmackDown. None of their matches were the level of this match. None of those were the level of AJ's matches with Jericho. None of them I think were the... Owens even said that. Yeah, yeah. They, I believe they're both out there you know, and have complained about how the matches went. But, I mean, they had three chances to do it. And they these two, with 72-hour notice, were like, you're going to have this match. And they went out there and they killed it. Yeah, one guy's not even with that show. Exactly. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um... Yeah, because um, another thing with that whole Finn AJ thing, like the match was great, but you could tell that if there's story there, it'll be better. Because I said mm -hmm. like, we're gonna get to it in a minute, but I think these might be two of the final guys left in the Survivor Series match, it, assuming that both these guys are on their respective shows team. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine both of these guys wouldn't be. Yeah, and that's it. It'd be it did foolish not to have them. It, on. it did miss that story though, because mm -hmm. like I really did like the match, but you still wanted like reason to care. A little bit. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I was like, I love that I'm watching this. I think this is great. But it's like, I feel like I got cheated out of some of it. And, like, that's how I felt about with a lot of the Alexa-Sasha stuff. It's like, this feud could be great, but we're, like, not getting the feud. Yeah, and then another thing is, they, you know, WWE, like, they like to, like you always say, they always have their taglines. And they kind of hit a tagline on this one with... First time ever, because this is the mm -hmm. first time ever these two went on one, went one on one. And did anybody else think that was kind of a rib to the Bullet Club? Yeah. They too sweet at the end, even yeah. though these both guys are four members of the Bullet mm -hmm. Club. I don't think so. AJ put out on social media that no one knew that was going to happen. They got love to them, and that was supposed to be, you know, a little homage yeah. to them at the same time as I know. So I, yeah, I mean, in the moment, did I run through my head a little bit? Yeah, but <laughs> I, at the same time, with that being said. And not just to argue the fact, I, again, I don't think I needed a story because, you know, if you're a wrestling fan and you're paying attention, you know, the three of us, we, we pay attention to what's going on outside of WWE. So, you know, these guys are, they have a lot of similarities, a lot of the same background story. You, you don't need a story. There are two rare guys that you could just put together at it, the last minute with nothing and they're still going to entertain you. So... Prep brought it up, I think, a few weeks ago. Uh, it, or may, it may actually be on the unsanctioned episode recently. He was talking about rewatching the uh, the promo 
from like two, three years ago of um, Triple H and The Rock. Mm-hmm. And you know, they once in a blue moon it pops up on the dirt sheet, so that's still like a rumor for a Mania match. Mm-hmm. And, and text many, messages. And, and, and <laughs> as, as many people hate the idea, there's that many people, if not more, that love the idea. You you could book that next year for, for Mania, and you don't need a build-up. Yeah. Because there's always a story there. Mm-hmm. This is kind of one of those things. Same, like, again, to us, to me, it seems silly for any wrestling fan that knows what's up to criticize this at all. Yeah. I would never criticize it. I just, and I again, know there uh, could have been more. Well, the way I also look at it is, you know, AJ obviously is a little older than Ballard, but... This is going to happen again, and we're we're going to get that storyline again. Yeah, which I'm looking forward to. And like Alo mentioned, it could even be like at Survivor Series, for all we know. Uh, on Raw... That's going to be um, a King of the Ring. You think so? It's going to end up Angle Shane at the end. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> yeah, Angle opens Raw, basically announcing what we all suspected... That Survivor Series was going to be Raw versus SmackDown, champion versus champion. He called Jinder Jinder Mayhal, which oh, I love. So good. Didn't even say the SmackDown champion's name right. <laughs> so uh, announces we're going to get two elimination matches. The Miz comes out and Bate wants Angle to resign, basically for stealing <laughs> the spotlight. So good. Seth and Dean save him from the Miz and Sheamus and Cesaro. Kurt. Has AJ out on loan for one more night, so he books the six-man tag, which I don't know if any of us were expecting on Raw. Zero. I didn't expect to see AJ on Monday. Um, Got three segments this match. I loved it. Uh, I loved getting to hear AJ's music on Monday night. I loved seeing him get the win. Um, I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was like a nice treat at the start of Raw. Do you agree? It was fun. It was long, but it was fun. It was long. Ak, you liked it? It was a little over long. For you know, it was cool. And then obviously, with how the night plays out, it adds a little spin. Or like, eh, why'd you do the match? But yeah. you know, there's yeah. you know certain weird details or or complaints you can go. Yeah. I, I liked it. I I thought it was um, longer than it needed to be. It was long. Uh, and then it ends with Kane coming out. I guess Kane helped them, you know, get rid of the baby faces in the situation. And then Kane cuts a promo as if that was necessary at all. <laughs> uh, Kane wants to show that he's the real monster and wants competition. And then Finn Balor comes out <laughs> to challenge him, and he gets beat clean by Kane. Random nitpick? Uh-huh. Isn't Kane... T- I'm, I understand he came back with the miss. But isn't he supposed to be on SmackDown? I don't even know. Allegedly, yeah. Uh, and for my money, he's supposed to not be involved anymore. And he beats Finn Balor. Did, did you see the tag? Did you see people on social media saying, um, what is it, Gover- Governor Electi? Yeah. <laughs> for mayor? Mayor, whatever. I don't know what it is. I, I, all I know is C. Kane uh, boxed last year. St- yeah, he called him go- a future governor or future something governor. like that. Like, what the hell is he beating Finn Balor for? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, I know the point is to make him seem like a threat to Braun Strowman, but, like, nobody's buying that. Yeah, because at this point, like, the whole, I heard he was a monster, and that's why why I'm back. I'm like, that's why I came to this whole audible thing. I'm like, okay, this is just an audible because they have nothing to do because of Roman Reigns being out with with the illness or whatever, and... 
the match didn't go for what it did last night. And as bizarre as that was, they got to do something and, expl- and explain his action for some reason. But And then you have... You beat Finn Balor clean as the whistle for no reason. Of all people, you sent Finn Balor out there? The night after he just beat AJ clean. Yeah. Yeah, even though, like, since Finn Balor's not doing anything, because we don't know how long Bray Wyatt's going, he he can stay away as long as possible for all I care. Finn losing clean. (laughs) Finn losing clean, I'm like, since he's not doing nothing, he'll be on the Survivor Series team. I get it. But still, like, you're trying to build up Kane now as a threat against LeBron Strowman. Yeah, Kane has been used since I started watching again four <laughs> years ago as the guy that, like, you'd be like, all right, you're in for a long night tonight. You're going to face Kane. And then, like, whoever it is just beats Kane. <laughs> like, him in the Big Show, you're going to face the Big Show. <gasps> oh, my God. And then they beat the Big Show. Like, it's love how, he, how he does Vince's voice. And Vince isn't out there at all. <laughs> no, like, I'm trying to hold back from the Vince voice. But that that's the way it's being presented is, like, yeah, 100%. you're in for a long night. You're facing the big show tonight. It's, it's a like, big okay. show. <laughs> yeah, like, you're, he, he, those guys just lose all the time. So, Kane, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Now we're going to obviously get... Truman's going to be that guy in 20 years. <laughs> Probably. If he's Man. smart for his money. Yeah, that's crazy to think, though, that guys that are, like, relatively new we're watching now in 20 years are going to be the guys <laughs> we're complaining about uh-huh. beating the young guys. Um, we'll get to the, the the kind of the conclusion of this later. We had three women's matches on TLC. We had the debut of Asuka against Emma. And we also had Alexa retaining over Mickie James and Sasha beat... Alicia Fox on the pre-show, which on the pre-show got as much time as the women's championship match. Really? Yeah, both got eleven minutes. Well, I um, believe it was the only match on the pre-show. It was, mm-hmm. so it makes sense to give it some time. So Oscar, in a match that I assumed was going to be a Bill style ninety-second match, and we got like a competitive tough match. Right call or wrong call? Wrong call. Because to me, it felt like shades of Nakamura with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. I agree, cause I, even though I didn't want it, to, like I was saying, this is gonna be a squash or not. I didn't want to squash, squash like a Bill Bill S eighteen second match or ninety six second match. I wanted like how Oscar beat up Dana Brooke at Takeover Respect when she yeah. first debuted. Like you need to showcase Oscar because like I said, not everybody knows her. You're at a pay per view, people know you. When you go to the next night on Raw, you still get a competitive match. And Oscar was built off dominance, and you did nothing to show that on at TLC. Or on Raw. Against someone who hasn't beaten anybody. Exactly. Well, they built Emma up or whatever as this whole... In the past three weeks. Yeah, the past three weeks or whatever. Basically since No Mercy. But it still didn't showcase anything that made Asuka Asuka. Asuka looked very vulnerable in that match. And it was actually times you kind of think Emma had her on the ropes. Mm-hmm. Like, even Asuka's hard strikes weren't in there and whatever. It just, it just wasn't Asuka. It was, like you said, similar to Nakamura and Dolph Ziggler. There's no dominance. And mm-hmm. Asuka's built up dominance. Yeah. Eck, your thoughts? I'm going to hit it with a three-piece. First off, um, last week I almost kind of wanted to say as a joke, obviously I wasn't here, almost wrote in, just to say, <laughs> I um, I thought it would be almost cool. It would be so bad. But what if Emma won? <laughs> you got all this hype. She's undefeated. She retired from NXT as, as the champion. Titanic sinking on its main And then she, she, she shows up, and Emma's got... All this, you know, in her crazy head, all this hype that is not there for her. And if she would come, it, it would have been great. Um, 
Did they make the wrong call for TLC for the match? In my opinion, no. I thought this actually helped both of them because one, Asuka had her debut on a pay-per-view and Emma, who never wins, in my opinion, at the end of this match, she looked strong. Where they messed up and where they went wrong was by redoing this match the next night and Asuka tapping. Or, I'm sorry, Emma tapping. Um, Asuka should have demolished somebody else. I don't know if nobody else is ready to take the loss or everyone's crying in the back because they don't like the way, you know, booking is happening. But it, she, Asuka should have ran through someone else. Or it could have been, you know, a squash match, have local talent come in. I don't think Emma needed to take two losses two nights in a row. Yeah, I mean, if they're, so if they're going to do that, that's why I thought, like, you could have Asuka, her debut, when a lot of people are seeing her for the first time, have her get that dominant win. And then maybe Monday have Emma show up complaining, like, you know, I had a bad night or something like that. And then she gets another chance, and then she has a competitive match. It was, that was on .com, I believe. What? Emma complaining. Yeah. Asuka ruined her first one-on-one singles match on the pay-per-view. Hmm, that, that I didn't know about. I believe it was on .com. Yeah, so Asuka had two, like, tough matches against the same person in two nights when I, di- I didn't feel that she needed that. Uh, Alexa over Mickey. I did enjoy this match. I liked that they actually interviewed Mickey James afterwards. I felt like she looked, like, emotional, like, for a shoot. Like, she seemed, like, all, like, choked up at the end. Uh, for uh, her son Donovan the Lowdown Boy, <laughs> she didn't bring the title home to him. Eck, what did you think of the women's title match? I thought did, did you like the feud? We, I, I don't think we've gotten a chance to talk about. This. So I, I did enjoy the feud. Um, this is one of those things, and to comment, I think the uh, I think the feud's going to continue. I hope uh, Mickey gets the title. Um, there was several spots during the match. I thought there was a chance that it could happen. I didn't think this was the time. I didn't think right now Alexa's going to be losing the title. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see her necessarily losing it prior to SmackDown, and then you have Mickey versus Natalia or some some feud that way. Um, I do see her winning the title at some point. It was great, and you know it's one of those things you don't know how long she'll be around. She deserves for coming back, and she has has some for for. A vet who comes back. She's had some great matches. Um, she put it all out there. She had a great match with Asuka mm-hmm. about a year ago. Awesome match. Oh, Love yeah, that. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, my, uh, yeah, I like it. And a, a small detail you, when you talk about you know the promo, and of course we didn't you know necessarily um, see that coming. Mm-hmm. X Pac made a, a comment about that recently, stating how he thought his best um, his best promo work was done in the ring post match. Um, he thought it always came out more natural and more real, and you know he felt felt like that was his best work. Hmm. You know, I feel like you get a lot of people backstage. You, you get it on Raw, you get it on um, on the pre-show, you get it on the, the network specials. You get them backstage, and their promos are terrible. They're they're obviously scripted. You don't know where they're reading from. And Mickey, that promo seemed like it was from the heart. I yeah. feel like with some of this, some of these newer talents, that's kind of a, a dice game they need to roll mm-hmm. and you know give them that chance. Yeah, they need to do it to get better at it. Yeah, yeah. Backstage, you probably just had a producer in your ear right before you got to talking about like, quote unquote, say that, yeah. quote unquote producer. Right. We want you to say this. We want you to say this. We want you to say that. And like drilling it into them, they have cue cards up that they got to read. They got a camera right in their face. Like, very aware yeah. that, like, this is what I'm doing. Whereas, yeah. right after a match, 
your heart rate is going, your adrenaline's probably going, you're probably feeling a lot of things, and, and you got, yeah, you got a lot to say. And you got a number of thousands of people that could be applauding you mm -hmm. or booing you. You're a heel. You you make them boo you louder. Uh, you're a baby face, and they're cheering you. You make them cheer louder, and this is your chance. You got to stick in front of you, run with it. Yeah. Did you think this was a good, a good match based on the feud that they had? Yeah, I like the match. Um, I love the. The clip of Alexa saying she loves her butt. It's cute, and then yeah. Ricky smacking it. <laughs> so great. I'm, I'm glad the butt played a role in this mm -hmm. match. But um, key role, yeah, key role. But um, at times I did think Mickey was gonna pull it out because there was a couple spots that you kind of saw the ending in, ending happening. But I know, like towards the end of the match, I think it was me and Prep. A lot of times, like, Mickey was, like, looking for something. I'm like, is yeah, somebody yeah. coming or something? That's what I was thinking. Like, is somebody going to run down? Yeah, that's what I was like. like she, just, she seemed to be waiting for something. And that, and that messed up the ending, too, because even before Alexa um, tossed it, she was still looking for something. Like, like what is she looking at? Something supposed to happen? But I did think it was a good match, and I really do hope it continues, because even on Raw, something did kind of happen, but I do think we'll get another rematch possibly out of these two. Yeah. Well, on Raw the next night, we had... Alexa coming out saying she's disappointed in the fans because she's underappreciated. <laughs> I loved this line that she said, you know, AJ AJ Styles and Finn Balor gazed into each other's eyes for 10 minutes and you gold. guys chanted, this is awesome. And she tried to start a You Deserve It chant for herself. And I thought for sure that this is going to start a You Deserve It biscuit button. <laughs> <laughs> I had no doubt in my mind that the crowd did not... That crowd's not bright enough. Yeah, they did not get into it. But Mickey comes down and hits her with the McDDT. So clearly this is still going on. In now, six inch heels. The, in six inch heels. Yeah, very impressive. <laughs> very. Looking good. For, yeah, for for an elderly woman like, <laughs> like Mickey James. Um, so clearly this is still ongoing. The only problem is Alexa's next match is... At Survivor Series against Natty. Assuming she's champion. Yeah, which I assume that she will be. Um, so do they just hold off on this Mickey James thing till after TLC? Do they just have another match before I would, not before Survivor Series? Do they do something before then? I would think they. You could still have matches on your because you have to, you still have to put on a television show. So I assume they'll they'll have a match, especially after the, especially what happened on Raw this past Monday night. But. It's still up in the air because I have a theory for SmackDown, and then, like, I think the SmackDown Women's title will be defended before Survivor Series between Natty and Charlotte. Charlotte finally get Charlotte get her rematch, but we'll get to that later. But I'm sure Alexa and Mickey will have a match too. But I do see Alexa going in as Raw Women's Champion to Survivor Series. Yeah, I do as well. I loved Alexa getting to call out Natty a little bit too, because <laughs> I feel like they were kind of funny together. On SmackDown. Chumbawamba Natty. Yeah, when Alexa was there. So I think this is going to be actually fun. Seeing Alexa calling out Natty every week. Um, do you want to see this Mickey James thing keep going? Like, do, I do. do you, you said you think she's going to win a title. I think before she parts ways with WWE for good or rides off into the sunset, I think she has another women's title run in her. Uh, whether it's on the red brand, or red brand or the blue brand, doesn't matter to me, but she deserves it. And I, I don't think it needs to be something she wins it on a pay-per-view and drops it Monday. I think she deserves you know a couple weeks with the title, and I could see it happening as soon as December. Survivor Series ending and you know her getting the title. 
Um, I don't see it happening before Survivor Series. I unless, completely what I just said, is one of those things she wins it on, you know, she wins it like two weeks before Survivor Series, the go-home show, she loses the belt, and then Alexa's, you know, the defending, or, you know, the champion from yeah. Raw going into Survivor Series. Yeah, um... We also mentioned there are two elimination matches at Survivor Series. <laughs> There's a men's match and a women's match. Sasha and Bailey, as they <laughs> seem to do every week, are approaching Kurt Angle backstage for something. In this case, they both want to be captain. So we're back to this. Everybody wanting to, clamoring to be the captains of the teams, which really means nothing. Um, and the savvy vet, Alicia Fox, <laughs> also wants to be the captain. He says, as always, we're going to settle it in the ring. And I'm not going to lie. I loved this. I did too. <laughs> I loved the, that Foxy the, won. The greatest spot of it was Foxy mimicking and copying Bailey. Oh, my God. And she delivers the Bailey to Bell. Yeah. It was awesome. so bad. <laughs> it looked so bad. It was great, though. Then she kisses the ref. The I, same ref, incidentally, that she shoved down the week before. And she's out there with the Packers. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. my God. It was yeah, so I, I wish they didn't go to, They went right to commercial. There's whoever the white guy was on the end. She like grabbed his hand, and I was like, I wanted to keep seeing what was going to happen, and they cut right to commercial. So good. I yeah, and I've been one of the bigger critics of like how ridiculous Alicia Fox has been lately, but I loved every <laughs> second of this too. on Monday. I thought it was great, and I just can't wait to. I'm actually excited to have her be the captain. I am too. Like I feel like she's going to be trying to be like the team leader, yeah, quote, no. unquote, for the next two or three weeks. Like stand, stand in line, ten hut. <laughs> no, like yeah, like I fully expect her to try to take full advantage of being captain. But yeah, her kissing the ref, the same one that she shoved onto the ground last week, killed me. I thought that was great. Um, oh, the savvy vet. I think it went over my head that, that it was the same one that she shoved the week before. I didn't even notice that until yeah, you Yeah, I up. popped immediately when she kissed him. I was like, oh my God, that's so great. Savvy vet showing that leadership. Yeah. The Kevin Willis of the women's division. Yeah, how do you guys feel about the Raw women's division right now? Do you think Asuka, like, put some life into it? Do you think she hasn't really made an impact on the entire division yet? I think as far as two storylines go, I feel like Raw has had something... <sighs> I don't want to say more entertaining, but more tolerable. Because um, when you go to the blue brand, I mean, on SmackDown, you have the women's champion, and then you have, there's not really another storyline. The storyline is that there is someone with the um, the Money in the Bank briefcase. Mm -hmm. But besides that, you know, they're not really pushing Carmella either way, and they don't necessarily need to, but there's not a real secondary storyline. So I th I'm not mad at what they're doing on Raw, and I feel like, when Emma was starting to get a little bit of gas before she got fed to Asuka, I felt like she was, you know, I liked what she was doing on social media. I liked when she left uh, Alicia for the tag. Yeah. Um, so I feel like they, they have some stigma going there. There's definitely more to one thing to care about. Mm -hmm. I agree. Halo? Since the virus series is coming up, like these next few weeks, they might be kind of like stagnant for Asuka. But I do like the... I'd like to feel the, the Raw Women's Division better because the SmackDown Women's Division, we just get six men, six women tags and Fatal Five Ways almost every other week. Mm -hmm. And it's like being real redundant lately. But the thing with Asuka is, I think the thing with Asuka will like come to full circle at Survivor Series. Because I think the best way to book Asuka is maybe not have 
her be the last one, but have her run through most of that SmackDown team and be one of the sole survivors left, because that's how you actually get some momentum behind Oscar. Like even even if Oscar still does have these competitive matches leading up to Survivor Series, Survivor Series will kind of like bring her full circle and what she, she like actually set her is. Apart. Yeah. Like, show ha- show some real actual dominance. Mm-hmm. Exactly. My early prediction for that, you just said when you were talking about, you know, the, the triple threat and, you know, the three of them clamoring to be team captain. Obviously, it doesn't matter because if you're the team captain and you're the first one eliminated or the sole survivor, the, the last person standing or you're the last person standing with two people, it really does not matter. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I guess, like, if it wasn't for brand supremacy, you could say... Uh, it's Team Alicia versus Team Becky, but that's not the case. It's Raw Team versus Yeah, Smackdown. if it was just WWE. Exactly, but that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. So what this is probably going to turn out to be is you're going to have Raw's Team Captain be the first person eliminated, <laughs> and the last person selected for Raw's team is going to be Asuka, and she'll be the sole survivor. Yeah. Early production. Hmm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, um... That's my one issue. Is I feel like we're gonna get a bunch of like jumbled stuff from the women until Survivor Series is over. It's gonna be every woman jammed into one segment for the next three weeks. Uh, one of the reasons why I couldn't give TLC a the deserved showstopper, a deserved much deserved showstopper, is it was a little too cruiserweight heavy for me. And there's just nothing going on with the cruiserweights that I care about at the moment, which. It's not, a reflect, it's not a reflection on them. It's just I don't watch 205 Live. And what you get on Raw is like a watered-down version of whatever's probably happening on 205 Live. Um, like, I like Cedric. I like Rich Homie Swan. I like Kendrick. And I love Gallagher. But, like, I don't know what's going on in their story, so I can't really get invested in it. I don't like Enzo. I don't really care for Kalisto that much. So these were just two points in the show that I'm just like, I could do without it. It could be on the pre-show for all I care. So, for, for my opinion, and I'm not like, I haven't watched, uh, I'm always watching 205 kind of like a, a day behind. Mm-hmm. I watched this past week's uh, kind of like as I was, you know, doing some chores. Um, but Aaron's point out over the past couple weeks that they are... If you watch 205, there's a storyline besides the Cruiserweight Championship. Right. And they are giving that some time and attention. They gave it some time and attention for the pay-per-view. And they actually, the past couple weeks, were on Raw. Um, my complaint, let's go aside from the championship match, which we can all complain about. Um, no one's no one's going to praise Enzo in the ring. Um, Kalisto, he did the right thing and got his old entrance music but he didn't get his old ring gear he needs to go get that (laughs) so the championship match was a flop the tag team match could have been something special and like you just said I I like the four competitors at the match but Gallagher had two botches in the match and I don't know if it's because he's out there in slacks and uh, a button down (laughs) but he had two bad botches and I called him out right there like Mm -hmm. right as it happened so uh, that's my bigger complaint um, you know they're they're gonna force Enzo down our throat, and Kalisto obviously has to have you know, uh, you know he had to give him his rematch. So that is what it is. I'm not gonna complain about that. I actually, if anything, I want to be more crucial about the tag match. The tag match had a reason to care because there is a story, but two botches from the same guy I had a bigger issue with that. Yeah, Halo. Any thoughts? Like you said, 
I like them all. It's just no reason to care. It's just, it's just there. Maybe, maybe it's because we don't watch 205 Live. But I know we watch wrestling different from other people. It's not all about the in-ring work for, for, for us. I, I, I applaud them for putting them on the main car because it shows an effort. But mm-hmm. it's still just not there for us. It's, it's, I, I know for me it's not. But the match was pretty good for what it was. Yeah, I almost feel like they should cut some of the fat off of Raw, do away with 205 Live, and then just invest more time in the cruiserweights on Raw, and they will feel more important. Yeah. I think because I like what I feel like is, we used to always talk about the women's matches just being like a Total Divas commercial. I feel like most of the time what the cruiserweight segment is on Raw is just a 205 Live commercial. And if I'm not watching 205 Live, I'm only getting the commercials, and I'm not getting the show. Yeah. And that's like, like I said, it's not a lot of fault of theirs. It's just, I'm not in on the other side of it. And also, I've been spread way too thin the last three months where it's like the cruiserweights are just like, that's kind of where I just shut off my brain. It's like a mental pee break, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that. (laughs) But, um, I also think that the cruiserweight division, they need like, a fresh face, like even though they threw Enzo and Kalisto in there, mm-hmm. they're not fresh faces. We've seen them for X amount of years. Like, for example, I would love if Johnny Gargano got because remember he was advertised for the Cruiserweight division yeah. last year when um they started um throwing out the vignettes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would love for him to be in the Cruiserweight division, but my hope, my what I don't want to happen is he just stay there because there's actually money in Johnny Gargano. Like everybody loves Johnny Gargano. Like the Cruiserweight division needs like. Fresh faces and some something to be excited about. Like they bring Enzo in there, the kids were excited, but we know Enzo's not a, a in ring worker. And at that at that point, we got stale on him. If he did it from day one, maybe maybe we wouldn't be so stale. Maybe we actually like that he's cruiserweight champion. Kalisto, that was the most flat thing you did because you got the crowd excited, in, in a frenzy, hoping something's gonna happen. Nothing happened. Well, it's just Kalisto. Mm-hmm. But I think they need fresh faces for us to care. Yeah. That- that, I mean, that's accurate, but I mean, it's one of those things, you almost got to be nervous. They bring anyone in, whether it be from NXT or if they bring someone back. I mean, right now they're going to be running on a track record. I mean, um, you bring someone like Austin Aries, who when 205 Live started, you know, he was battling an injury and he was a, a commentator on fire. He was gold. Mm-hmm. And then he comes there, they don't give him the belt, and that you know they don't put his match with Neville or the WrestleMania DVD. He leaves the company. Austin Aries is the champion for over six months. He carries the division. He drops the belt. He, he's gone. He's like left the company. Yeah. So, so what? You're Kaliso. Luckily, you know, even if they kept the belt on him, obviously it's, it can't hold the it can't hold the division. Uh, Enzo's not really going to be able to hold the division. You bring someone like Johnny, you know, he he could get stale on and. and What's he gonna do? Quit? Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the problem with the Cruiserweight division. Like the guys that we have, that we currently have now, can they be better? Yeah, but from an entertainment value and from a sports entertainment perspective, like there's no, there's not much of a ceiling for them. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. You know, I would like the people that they signed from the Cruiserweight Classic and that are still there and do something with them. I mean. Drew Gulak, I wasn't huge on, went in the th- tournament and then the first couple of weeks of 205 Live, but he has one of the greatest characters on the show. It is great. And if you're going to have a heel champion for that division, which seems to be the direction they like to go, put 
book him stronger, which he has been getting booked strong. Um, you know, he had a, a solid win this past week on 205 Live over uh, Grand Metalik. And mm-hmm. you have him, like, schooling people and, you know, completely going out there and, you know, ridiculing them and telling you, telling fans and anyone in the building that what you expect from this division you're not going to get because that's banned. You're going to hate him. That's going to cause heat. Yeah, so positive heat, not or again, it's gonna be negative. The type of heat you easy, want a guy to get, not this type of stuff that Enzo's getting. Yeah. Now I'm glad, really glad you brought him up because that's what I was gonna say. A guy who I think has a chance to be like a breakout star is Drew Gulak, a guy who I expected about the least from, because like his whole look was just boring, bland, and just another guy. And they found a way to take him being boring into. It's, uh, it, it's reminiscent to me of a couple things. It may be not quite the same level. It may not be the best comparison. But it reminds me a little I'll bit... Oh. It reminds me a little bit of Foley's one run in ECW when he had the slick back hair and he wouldn't do anything yeah, hardcore yeah, yeah, anymore. That, that, that's good. That's it, it reminds me a little bit of that. Like, he's just trying to annoy the fans with, like, I'm not going to give you what you want. Yeah. <laughs> then there's also... It almost brings in... He's got. There's a little bit of like a right to censor feel to mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. like just that. I'm just trying to get on your nerves. Um, I'm doing everything I can to just suck the fun out of like what you want. Mm-hmm. And like he absolutely killed that promo on Raw, reading like Enzo's cues like as just like some bland white guy. <laughs> um, yeah, what I, I don't even remember like what the whole thing was, but like. How are you doing? Like, that whole thing I thought was awesome. How about the dance? him doing the dance? Him doing the dance, the way Enzo was reacting to it. I thought the crowd actually liked it. I think that there's, like, they, they could actually really do something with him. I think he could be the biggest thing in the division. I think what they're they're having a hard time doing, which, as much as I'm going to say they're having a hard time, Cedric's the guy they need to do it. He needs to be the baby face that they focus on, if not one of these... New luchadors, not not Kalisto. I mean, you have a heel as a champion, and you have so much potential with heels. Like obviously, we all all of our listeners know. I'm going to mention Tony Nice. You know, they could you go mm-hmm. do something with him. You know, he he talks while he's coming down during his entrance. He's obviously uh, a a gift in the ring, and then you know what Drew Gulak's doing is great. Um, Gallagher turned heel. You have Kendrick as a heel. You have Davari as a heel. Um, there it, you have. Um, Bees had his hair the other day, looking mm. just like the guy, the Swiss Supernova. Um. Oh, um, Dar. Uh, yeah. No, so, no, I'm Dar. No, I'm Dar. So there, there's more heels. I mean, you got Rich Swan, Cedric, and TJP, who's a tweener. I mean, that's that's your faces basically. So the main thing is they need a star of a baby face because they have stars and and characters that matter that are heels. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of, they're still trying to find their way. And it's been a while now. Like, they should have found it. I hope they do. I hope so, too. And that remains They, they can't even hook you guys. Yeah, no, they have not hooked me. Um, did anybody else appreciate Elias Coming being weaved throughout the Loved entire it. show? Loved it. I loved it because that's something I think we've complained about from the, you know, birth of this show. How often is there a storyline that, you you know, we talk about it on Raw, but even a pay-per-view, there's rarely a storyline these days that carries throughout the show, and this carried throughout the show. It was mm-hmm. great. Got heat every time he came out. You talking on TLC or on, on I'm Raw? talking about on TLC. Oh, great. Like, he just Perfect. was weaved throughout the entire show. 
I could have done without the Jason Jordan throwing vegetables at him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was some significance to that that I missed. Someone to pre-show. Okay, well, so, yeah, so we I missed the significance, missed and they missed a opportunity where, of course, we didn't get a traditional tables, ladders, and chairs match. And this could have been one. This is a TLC pay-per-view, and there was no. I don't need to see a chairs match, but there was no chairs, there was no table match, there was no ladder match on a TLC pay-per-view. I thought at least that was a good chance for them to give us a street fight or a hardcore match. You know, He kept coming out there with a shopping cart. I thought it was Crash Holly for a minute. Could have been like a tomatoes, lettuce, and cabbage match. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> yeah, well, we got that match. They could have booked that. Yeah, they could have. They, they had all the... Uh, Produce for they had all the ingredients for that kind of TLC match. Yeah, you better tell uh, our boy Jesse James that when we see him next uh, month. He just heard it. <laughs> this is accurate. Yeah, Brian Gerard, you heard it. Um, on Raw, Elias got even more heat. I love his Green Bay Packers line. Awesome. Aaron like, Rodgers. Killed Aaron on. Rodgers. Was awesome. And on um, the technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, the technical difficulties I thought was great. Jordan obviously comes out. They end up with another match, and my God, that guitar shot. Like, he he had to have actually legitimately hurt him. I don't know if they're telling him to swing the guitar like that. I don't know if he's just a dickhead, and like he's trying to hurt these guys, but it's the second guy he's hit with the side of the guitar. Like, that's the exact wrong place to hit these guys with the guitar. And it looks purposeful to me. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know that. But he did it on the side of Finn's head with the side of the guitar. Maybe he's angry. He might be. But, like, did you Maybe see the bruise on Jordan's arm? Maybe he wanted the tomatoes, lettuce, and cabbage. Yeah, that's right. He's still mad about again. that. Did you see the bruise on Jordan's arm? I did Like, immediately. It, well, look look at it, because it was crazy. I'll be honest. On Raw, I paid minimal attention to this match. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, my other thing is, why does Cole defend Elias? We, we talked about this the other day. It, it's very confusing. It's like the, the, the heel and babyface commentators, they, they flip-flop uh, roles depending on the match. And Michael Cole trying to be like an instigator just comes across as so corny. Everything he tries to do comes off as corny. You're right, but that's especially corny. I don't know. I can't take it. Um, last thing to get to from Raw, we had Heyman and Brock Lesnar responding <laughs> to Jinder so Mayhal. <laughs> and... Heyman just absolutely skewered yes. Jinder Mahal. It was awesome. I loved it because I thought there was a chance he was actually going to try to put him over. and it do I'm WWE. glad he didn't. I, I thought yeah. he was going to go out there and try to do WWE a favor and put him out up there as a formidable opponent. And Heyman proves why I love him. He did anything he, but that. He went out there and stated facts. He did like, and he. I love that he even made mention of. Usually, I come out here <laughs> and show nothing but respect for someone who's going to step in the ring with Brock. But you're not his equal. You're not his compatriot. Like you're nothing like him. You don't belong anywhere near him. And just killed him for you know seven minutes. And called him uh, a, a you know what a fake champion. The fake, Mahara- the fake Maharaja. Yeah, yeah. I. It was awesome. Um, I'm assuming Alo, you love the. Uh, I loved it. Him running down the Singh brothers saying they do his shtick. Then the yeah, that was a good touch. Too. I I love the whole thing. And like I said last week, it's kind of like it kind of building up for Jinder to win. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has to win in this situation. But 
Like I said, Heyman's going to shine through the whole time, and the most entertaining things are going to be Heyman and the Singh brothers. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I don't see gender uh, winning. No. Yeah, so to close out the Raw aspect, and this will be our gateway into SmackDown, we had AJ on loan for one more night. Shane shows up and starts needling Angle a little bit backstage and makes the under siege comment. You know, Raw is going to be under siege. And of course, Shane is like a baby face. Everybody loves Shane. I don't think anybody really was foreseeing anything truly negative between Shane and Angle. Even though they do have quite a rivalry, (laughs) as we all know. Um... But Angle comes out to announce his participants for the elimination matches. Here comes the money hits. And out of the crowd, like the Shield, comes Shane and the SmackDown Live roster. Shane says, you know, under siege. Angle walks out. He says, go get him. And the SmackDown Live roster continues to run roughshod over everyone in the Raw backstage area. I didn't really look much at social media, so I don't know if people love this. I don't know if people hated it. I just don't get it. From a storyline perspective, I get the idea of, like, brand pride. But seeing someone like Rusev... In a beanie. Well, yeah. (laughs) But, like, it's like there's rivalries within SmackDown. There are some characters on the show that were there that claim to not like being on SmackDown. Or how many people hate Shane? Don't like Shane. Rusev. Yeah, are they really going to line up behind Shane? Like, I'm a competitive person, and I love basketball. I hate where I work. (laughs) If my company organized a basketball game against some other company, I wouldn't all of a sudden be all team my job. I would either opt not to play and watch them lose, or I would play and I'd throw the game to the other company. I would not all of a sudden fall in line because it's like company pride. Like, I think it's silly. I don't understand it. And watching them all, like, bashing through together, I'm like, I don't understand. Why are they working together? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, I at least liked how Angle played it. Like, like he was like actually like kind of scared and kind of mad. But just the, the whole concept of it, I'm like, I, I, this just doesn't make any sense to me. As much as I like how he's kind of played scared, I don't like how the night before he's ready to go fight five men mm-hmm. while Rollins and Ambrose are down. And then the next night, granted, there's more people, I get it, but I'm just going to let Rusev and Corbin drag me from the backstage to the ring. That's a good point. Like, I like the visual of that. Yeah, of I, him I, like I get, and, and it's just one of those things. It is nitpicking. Uh, that's something to nitpick about. There's the rivalries where you got, uh, and, and they made a nice touch by commenting on that Orange SmackDown. I mean, you have Ziggler and Rude. You know, they're in that group together. They're jumping people together, but they were just had a match against. Yeah, each would other Dolph Ziggler them. really be out there for SmackDown Pride? <laughs> would Rusev be out there for SmackDown Pride? Like it, it's just silly to me. Um, what I liked about it, though, and I don't know if either of you watched The Walking Dead at all, or if you plan on it. Anyone I haven't, I don't plan on no offense. Okay, anyone listening now, if, if you... If Punk's listening, he's a fan. Okay, anyone listening now this who has birthday. not happy watched birthday. it... Yeah. Oh, happy birthday to CM Punk. Bro, you just broke the fourth wall. <laughs> In case you didn't know. Um, 
Yeah, this is about to be a spoiler if you ever plan on watching The Walking Dead. Character Rick is the main character. He like is the leader of every group he's in. He's like the main protagonist. And every challenge that he's ever faced throughout, you know, six seasons of the show, him and his group have come out on top. And then they come across an antagonist named Negan, who's throughout the whole six season you keep hearing the name, but you don't know who he is. And the season finale of season six you meet Negan for the first time. The opening episode of season seven, you know, Rick is face-to-face with Negan and all his people, and Rick is in a position where he's completely outnumbered. There's literally nothing he can do. And for the first time, you see Rick, like, just terrified. Like, he's terrified of Negan. He's terrified that, like, he can't protect the people he's with. So, like, that feeling you got watching this guy who's, like, the most heroic character being completely helpless... This was, like, mirrored in that. So I think I liked the visual of it, but you are right. They're like, Kurt Angle was just fighting Braun Strowman and, and the monstrous Kane and Seamus and Cesaro in The Miz, and now he's acting completely different than he did the night before. Um, do either of you see where this makes sense? No. <laughs> but, but, but that's the... But that's, that's, that's the nature of WWE, quote-unquote, brand supremacy, so... You, you kind of just got to go with it. Th- th- I, w- I want to hear you make sense of this, because you tried to make sense of Mahal and Lesnar last week. So. <laughs> Gender Mayhem. No, I said I, I said it makes sense because it's champion versus champion, but nobody wants to see it, because no, who wants to see Jinder Mahal wrestle? This is brand versus brand. I know. No, cha- uh, okay, but the brand versus brand match last year was awesome. Exactly. Now we're going to get you, you, something about mess. Not necessarily, because they did change it up a bit this year. That the champions versus champions matches, they act, there's not there's nothing on the line, at least probably at least yet. But you still want to always see like champion versus champion. That's supposed to mean something. You have Raw's tag champions versus SmackDown tag champions, and you cannot tell me you don't want to see that. The, well, that's the only match that okay, is, is looking okay, to look forward to. Okay, but you have to see it from their eyes. Champions versus champions. No matter whether you not you whether whether or not you care, that's what it's that's what it's seen as. Now, the whole brand supremacy thing, I admit, it's cheesy as hell. Which it is. Like all these guys complain about how much they hate SmackDown, whatever. None of the Raw guys claim they hate Raw, or whatever, or hate Angle allegedly, except other mm-hmm. than the Miz. But I there were I like how everything kind of came full circle. Like the whole agent, like Shane backstage being on buddy buddy with Kurt, hashtag under siege or whatever, and then him saying we, how he allowed AJ to come to TLC and then on Raw kind of was like his first plant. There were things in this that I thought were bad, like anything Baron Corbin does is just <laughs> bad. Like he went up to the monitor and jumped to the, the the agent's face, like yeah, what? I was like this this is bad, and the way the women jobbed out, I'm like what. What that that's what is this? That was my business this week. How they jobbed out. Dana Brooke run away from the Royal. Perfect. That great was memes. The that was funny. Great. Um, I I like the fact how they re- to, reacted to the Shield because the Shield they were ready to ambush them and they yeah. took out the, two nights in a row making them those two looking yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, and and basically even the Shield got Shield got um taken out. The New Day was so out of character. Yes, which was. Well, that was I good. Don't know when I didn't they like ran up on Titus O'Neil, that was good. Yeah. Well, it was like Xavier was entertaining because Xavier makes everything entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Him going up and like marking out for Titus Worldwide, yeah, yeah. that was funny. But like that's that what they yeah, did not is not day. who they yeah, are. I know. And that that's like, like there were things about this cuz I know me me I can prep were texts like 
I know me and Eric were saying back home, I don't know if I like this or I don't like this. There were things that I did like and things I didn't like. I know I think X said something about Jason Jordan. I mean, Gable attacking Jason Jordan. Mm-hmm. And we finally found Matt Hardy. Like, we saw a guy we've never seen in weeks backstage. I'm like, oh, man, oh, where's he been? We saw, I think we saw Ryan Slater. Like, God, where these guys been? But I like the concept of it. There were things I did. There were probably three or four things I didn't like, but I do like what they did. And I'm so glad that Raw didn't do retaliate the next night. Mm-hmm. That would be a was big glad. mistake. The, yeah. the smart thing for SmackDown, it was a good way to get everyone to watch top to bottom. Because as happy as I was, I was like, people were like waiting oh, damn, for it. So yeah, people are still waiting for it. Because I think the best the best solution is for Raw to attack on the Go Home show. Because I, I think like... Yeah, you, go, you end on a high note. Yeah, yeah because I think... That, I don't want the same exact thing. I want them to like cover almost all angles and I think Brock may end up being there because you gotta like you're go- it's essentially gonna be the same thing but you have to find ways to make it better and th- like I said I think you'll see Brock and I think you'll see the shield and I think you'll see guys like coming from all different angles I got I, I have another you can improvise everyone mm-hmm. I, got, I got another yeah I got another theory I think that Daniel Bryan might play a role in this and it just has to be better you think Daniel Bryan will turn my theory is like Daniel Bryan was Upset with Shane and this and that, and they kept making a point, saying through the whole night about security, this security, that. My theory is maybe Daniel Bryan will let the raw guys in, because Shane he kept saying to Shane, "It's on you." Yeah. That's one of my theories, but that's just too good for them to do. That's too complicated for those Hollywood writers to write. (laughs) But that's just a fan theory, for me. Yeah. No, I I wouldn't mind seeing Bryan play. A part in it, and they made him a big part of it on SmackDown. The, the friction between him and Shane, and him telling Shane, like, you know, yeah, I'm doing this because that's my job. Like, you worry about this because that's your job. They they did play on that, and you guys both know how much I hate Orton, and, but like I loved when Orton showed up on Raw and RKO'd Brock right before Survival. Yeah. Was it SummerSlam? Summer, SummerSlam. I loved that because I didn't see it coming. I didn't see this coming, but I like the whole time I'm like, this just does not make any sense. To yeah. Me. Um, well, you know, we got into the topic of the champions versus champions, which led me to draw to two questions. So obviously, ever since Ambrose and Rollins won the title, they were at live events calling out the Usos. That's something people have been wanting to see. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Aaron just ran on Corbin. Yeah, How, you love the Miz. So you gotta be looking forward to Miz versus Corbin. That's, that's gotta be <laughs> the your... Miz destroying Corbin. I'm I'm gonna love that. Yeah, you want to see the Miz destroy so, Corbin on the mic with the chance of them having a match against each other. That puts out my next question. Do you think there's a chance any of the titles change hand before Survivor Series? If if I didn't see a title, I would think it'd be the women's title. I could see almost one flipping. Smack that women's title. I don't think one changes hands. I feel like one almost has to because aside from the Raw Tag Team, and again, this is, you know, I feel like something that's always brought up. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a babyface, so you have heel versus heel, heel versus heel, heel versus heel, heel versus heel, and then one babyface versus heel. I don't think that'll... As much as that doesn't matter, like, for, for one or two matches, I mean, but, like, the, the Miz versus Corbin, like... As much as you guys love the Miz, I mean, like, 
what is there to care about that? Or what, you know, I, I could see if anything, I could see one of the. I don't want to say it'll happen both or in SmackDown, but I could see the U.S. title changing hands, and you get a babyface versus the Miz. I mean, the Miz is obviously going to do something good on the mic, and it it might be a good rub towards someone on you know on SmackDown. Yeah, I. If I had to predict right now, I don't think a title's going to change hands. But, like, I wouldn't be shocked if any did. There's still plenty of time. We got almost a full month. I could almost see it happening with the U.S. title just because Corbin's technically has taken two losses mm-hmm. the past two weeks. I'm not saying San is going to be the one to win it, but I wouldn't be surprised going by this. If he right. dropped it before I mean, we you, got you, there. You get a shoe deal with Reebok and then everything goes nuts. <laughs> that foot lock of push. Yeah. Well, speaking of Shane... He opens the show to explain the under siege. Didn't really do to me. Didn't really do any favors to the the whole storyline. Like I still am listening. Like I don't know why these guys would follow you in there or why they would care. But Sammy comes out being even more obnoxious than he was the week before. Kill Sammy Zane. Him the dancing o- right over in dancing. Face. Gold. Awesome. <laughs> um. He says, okay, me and my best friend and my brother, Kevin Owens, you know, we'll be on your team. Like, we'll do you this favor. And then Shane's saying, like, I don't need you. I don't want you. You're going to have to earn your way. Puts him in a match with Orton. Um, Owens is going to be in a match with Nakamura next week for his spot. Owens tries to help Sammy. Doesn't work out. Sammy falls prey to the low blow. A little bit of retribution for Orton. Orton wins the first spot on the SmackDown uh, elimination match team. The right move or the wrong move? Right move. Eck. And I, I, I don't want to. I, I would have been fine with Sammy winning. I, I think it'd be a good push for him. I'm gonna say it's the wrong move. Um, you know, he got the rub by getting a pinfall in a tag match mm-hmm. against Orton. Um, Orton's been in these Survivor Series matches. With, Countless times. Um, he's a face right now. He's been on record saying he doesn't like being a face. He doesn't need to be leading Team SmackDown into this. Um, I'm going to say it's the wrong move. Why do you think it's the right move, Alo? Because I think, I, I think Nakamura beats Owens, and Owens and Sammy call SmackDown this match. So you think they end up... Because uh, this is this is, alleged, this is quote-unquote important to Shane, Yeah. and they have this thing with Shane, and... Sammy's not in the match, so I I can see Owens losing Nakamura and those who've been left off the card, but they'll still be on the show. And I think they possibly may call SmackDown this match. I would like that if they did that. It, that would be something at least. Um, we didn't get much from the WWE Champion. We just had Jinder respond in a very basic, kind of his normal promo that he does every week uh, to Heyman. And then we had AJ beating Sunil Singh in... <laughs> so good. What, like 20 seconds, like if that? Um, that was great. Uh, I don't know. It, I, I loved Heyman's promo. Unfortunately, it did not sell me any more on wanting to see this match. No, you just want... I love the Singh brothers doing Heyman's shtick. Mm-hmm. That was good. And the, I did like the backstage, even though it's a repeat what happened last week, mm-hmm. I do like the backstage segment. Getting the other second brother in the match with AJ next week. I did like that. Yeah. Eck, are you on board with me yet that Jinder Mayhal <laughs> is the 50th and final WWE champion? No. Doesn't it's not starting to feel like that to you? 
Uh, it feels that way. Uh, <laughs> I think, if anything, you know, build a uh, cemetery for the uh, WWE Championship. <laughs> that thing's buried. Uh, in my opinion, it is dead. I do think it will be resurrected at one day. Hmm. It's happened to the Intercontinental Championship, and it can happen to the WWE Championship. Right. Um, Maybe we mentioned. Go ahead. It's a bad joke. <laughs> we mentioned the U.S. Championship. Corbin lost to Sankara again. Maybe the Miz can go back to SmackDown and revive the WWE Championship. <laughs> maybe maybe like with, the IC title. <laughs> better chance of Cody doing that coming back from the Indies, just like he did that with the IC title. He, re- he resurrected the old style. Maybe Cody will bring back the Winged Eagle. Wow. Do that. That'd be something. I would take that. Uh, Corbin and DQ lost to Sankara. Lost to Sankara. Back-to-back weeks after beating AJ Styles clean. So, Sinkar versus The Miz at Survivor Series. Yeah. Oh, God. Corbin beats down... It'd be a better match. Probably. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with almost anything that has to do with the United States Championship anymore. Miz versus Corbin, Miz versus Sinkar. What would you rather say? I guess I would take Corbin just because I think the Mike stuff would just be too good. (laughs) Like, I just feel like the Miz, like, what motivation is there really for him to just cut Sin Cara to shreds? <laughs> but Corbin, especially because Corbin, you know, he has the whole, like, tough guy act. Like, the Miz would just, you know, cut him to ribbons every week on the microphone, I think. Now, in-ring, Sin Cara against the Miz would probably be a better in-ring match, but I think you get a better buildup of Corbin and the Miz. Agree. For the same reason? Yeah. Um, the women's champion, well, the women's division, also fighting over captaincy of Team SmackDown. As if this matters, we had a fatal five-way. Charlotte, Becky, Naomi, Tamina. Lana was excluded. And Carmella, yes. Daniel Bryan heroically just excluded Lana completely. Everybody's involved in this, except you. No, there's six of us. Oh, yeah. not you, Lana. <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, Becky won. She is now the captain of Team SmackDown. And, yeah, who really cares? Like, what difference does it make? The match was fun. It it actually felt like it was important to everyone. But, yeah, I just don't... I just don't see where, like, the importance lies in this. Any comments on the SmackDown women's division other than, once again, every woman thrown into the same segment? I think Carmella cashes in on that women's match. At Survivor Series? Huh, I didn't even think about that. During the match. I don't see that happening. Would you like it if it did? If it ha- if she does it during the match, which I definitely don't see happening, because I see it being like a, a clean result, uh, that'd be cool. Um, I-, I like Aaron's prediction on uh, Owens and Zayn, Carlson Team SmackDown, mm-hmm. the main event. Um, I don't... I mean, as much as chaos as you can... Um, SmackDown's all united this past week on Monday, and then you get to Survivor Series, and you have you have um, Raw beat SmackDown in the women's uh, championship, or, you know, the women's championship match, and then they cash in, and then they're screwed in the main event, 5-1-5. I think that's a little overkill. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I don't see a cash-in happening yet. I think it's going to happen at the next SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view, or maybe she'll hold it for... Till the Rumble or Mania or who knows what. But I don't see it happen on Survivor Series. Am I wrong that I was hoping they'd find a way to make Ellsworth the captain <laughs> of the women's team for SmackDown? So Twitter could erupt again? Yeah, I just, for some reason, I was like, I hope they find some way to do this. Um, 
We had Gable and Benjamin over the New Day with the Usos on commentary. Was it weird that Gable and Benjamin cheated to win? Yeah, I was like, are they heel? Exactly. Did you even, did you think about that at all or no, Eck? Um, I, it, it went a little bit, but didn't the New Day try to do something like that before? Or like just like moments before in the match? I don't know. I, I just, just trying to... That's a good question. If if they did, I missed it. As good as um, Gable and um, Benjamin are as a team, I, I don't want to see Usos lose the belts. I, I hope it, I hope that's not in their near future, or I think it should be happening. As much as they're a heel team, you know, obviously we all praise Brizango. I I would like to see Brizango win it, but I'm not in a rush for it. I think the Usos they don't need to lose those belts. I agree completely. I. Love them as tag champions. I think they're like actually still getting better in these characters. And I just think there's no reason to kind of take your foot off the gas with yeah. the Usos. Alo, what do you think? I just can't wait for the whole Usos versus um, the Shield, um, Rollins and Amber. I cannot wait for that match. I really can't. It's going to steal the show. I'm gonna it's going to obviously match be the match of the night. There's yeah. no doubt about it. I think it's a match of the year contender. Yeah, because we've been saying both these be. both these teams, they've been having the matches of the night on both their respective brands on their pay-per-views. And now you put them together, I just hope they let them go. I really do. I'm so, glad. I forgot Survivor Series was a four-hour show again. So they'll, they'll have the time for it. Yeah. So the other thing that they got going for them is you got to imagine how tenured both these groups are. You know, when the Shield was originally going, obviously well, it was Rollins and Reigns, not uh, Rollins and Ambrose. But Rollins and Reigns had some great matches with the Usos when they had their yeah. know, stale babyface characters. So mm-hmm. obviously this is only going to be better. Yeah, the, this is going to be it's a great matchup because it's crowd favorites against great heels. All four guys are great in the ring. Um it's yeah, one of those things, like, awesome. these guys are actually, like, boys in real life, so you, they always say, you know, you are you have better matches with the people that you're actually friends yeah, with. Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. Um, we had the Fashion Dogs, a Reservoir Dogs parody. Did not think there was too much to this. Uh, they clearly have befriended the Ascension. Uh, I love how on the intros, it's just the Ascension. They don't yeah. even go by Connor and Victor. Right, <laughs> yeah, they're just, like, two guys as one thing. Uh, they're strongly suspecting the Bludgeon Brothers, and Bree saying, oh, the B in Brothers is silent. It was a funny line. But not much to it, and we're getting Stranger Things they, they next been, week. They better not mess that up. I just wonder who's going to be L. I don't know. <laughs> is there going to be an upside-down world? Like I'm, I really hope so. They, you can't mess this up. It's too, it's too fresh, and so much you can go up to mess this up. Even though it's going to be like a three-minute segment or whatever. There's so much you can do. You can't mess this up. Do you think they go to the upside-down world and find the Bludgeon Brothers there? I like that. Because <laughs> they are in the parallel universe in those, in those um, promos. That's I like I, that. That's what I was thinking. That when you keep seeing them out in the, that forest, it reminds me of... I don't remember their names. It's been a while since I watched it. But like the older sister and the older brother. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot the names. But when they're out in the woods looking for the Demogorgon... Mm-hmm. That like that's what it looks like yeah. to me. So that's what I'm thinking. Like, did they end up in the upside down world and find the blood? They can't brothers? mess this up. <laughs> Just for that, they yeah. can't mess this up. Uh, but tag team division obviously is good. They have three really good tag teams, and whether this Bludgeon Brothers thing is going to work out or not, I don't know. But those guys are a good tag team. I need Breeze Adongo eating un 
eating frozen waffles. I'll take that. <laughs> Just like L. Frozen Eggos? Frozen Eggos. I need that. <laughs> I would love that. Do you think we get a uh, Sheriff Hopper? Do Please. You think, which one is going to be Sheriff Hopper? Please. I don't know. Please. I, you can't mess this up. <laughs> which one says coffee and contemplation flow? One of them has to say that. Dango. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Coffee it. Ink. <laughs> Actually, they have five tag teams on SmackDown, right? They have the oh, New Lord. Day, Gable and Benjamin, Bros. the Usos. They have Brazongo, and now the Bludgeon Brothers and coming in. Colognes are still there. Are they? Yeah. They're working uh, Dark Nations. Oh, okay. Um, we mentioned the, the Shane and Daniel Bryan friction, which I think we'll probably see more of going forward. Uh, Ziggler and Rude. Have a two out of three falls, three two out of three falls match. Are you guys looking forward to this or no? No, because originally I'm like, oh, two out of three falls match, and then I'm like, oh, but wait, I don't care about this. No. Eck, are you? Do I care about it? No. Um, I don't hate face Bobby Roode. What? No, <laughs> it's not that bad. I know Alo hates this face crap as he yes. so eloquently. I mean, puts well, it. as much as as bad as it is, maybe Bobby's just not that good. I don't. I mean, he did go, you know, lose his line a couple weeks ago, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't hate it. Um, am I looking forward to the match? Of course not. There's nothing much really going on in SmackDown. I am looking forward to. Yeah, we have Owens Nakamura for next week. I think we have AJ against the other Singh brother. Yep. We have that, and um, yeah, the two out of three falls match scheduled for next week. Uh, and, of course, we'll be awaiting the Raw invasion at some point over the next three weeks. I believe we're all kind of in agreement they'll save it for the last week before the pay-per-view. Uh, do we have any listener questions? Yes. Okay. This is from the godfather of the podcast, Joe Lafferty. This should be really good. Mm-hmm. Typically is, right? This guy. God love laugh. <laughs> God love this guy. All right. Once again, I need your help. <laughs> Typical. Survivor Series is shaping up to be really, really stupid. There is nothing at stake. What is at stake? Oh, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> so if you were in charge of making it matter, what would you do? For Virginia and Brock, the winning title then becomes the last match at Mania. For, Ver- for Raw vs. SmackDown, losing team of first five spots in the Rumble. So, uh, first I want to pose a question to laugh. Because he opened his question with, with that he needs our help again. So I need to know, Lap, have we been able to help you at all <laughs> any of the times you've asked for it? Well, he did stop watching for two weeks. Okay. So we might have helped him with that. All right. You so do that's... suggest, if you don't like it, to stop watching. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's That could have helped his heart rate or something. Yeah, that's my first question. That's my question for Lap, is have we helped you in any way yet? Um, and I kind of like his suggestions. It's almost like the... Uh, Baseball All-Star Game, where, like, to make it mean something, it was home field advantage in the World Series. So I like that there, he's, he has the idea of, like, putting some stakes there. I, I like both of those ideas. Um, the only thing I could think of, and this may be an unpopular opinion, it's something that I wanted when the brand split happened, I would have the two main titles be for, like, deciding who the true champion is. There'll be one one main title after this, and that main champion is free to go show to show. 
Like, there's just one top guy in the whole company. And he's he can be part of either show if he wants to. Um, and the title can kind of alternate between shows. But there's one WWE champion, get rid of the Universal Championship, and just have one true top guy who's head and shoulders above the whole company. That's really the only thing I could think of. I don't know what else they really could do. Well, I know last year the the, the rumor going around, which never happened, was because they had elimination matches. Mm-hmm. Whoever won got to steal three guys from the other show's roster. I would do that because that that actually like shows some has some stakes. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, if I win, you know, you can come to SmackDown. You know. And that can kind of like, because we always always say the rosters aren't really evenly balanced all the time, and some people can actually do more in SmackDown. Like, for example, Bray Wyatt. Believe it or not, I actually like Bray Wyatt on SmackDown, because he had to go outside and he had to go and talk for 25 yeah. minutes. Yeah. But that's the only thing I can really think of. That That's like something to wrestle for. You can steal three guys from the other, from the other show. As much as I like um, last suggestion, where if you're, you know, the WWE champion versus a Universal champion, the. Winner headlines WrestleMania. Um, you know, you'd say for the um, mid card championship or the women's championship, you know, women's storylines have been notorious to get shoved into, you know, the kickoff or mm-hmm. you know, the pre card. Um, the, the loser is now for Mania and or Rumble. The loser is on the kickoff show, and the, the winner <laughs> starts there. Um, the, the United States Championship's the only title that um, still has a nameplate on it. Um, maybe the two mid-card championships, um, as beautiful and as we all love the Intercontinental Championship, as someone could say, argue that it's outdated. Um, Jericho versus Corbin, the winner of that gets to debut a new belt. There's an argument that either one of those deserve it. it. Well, Corbin, no. He does not deserve to be the one to debut a new United States yeah. Championship. You get someone else fresh in that picture that, you know, if it was Miz versus Styles and Styles was still the U.S. Champion, that would make sense. Um, a reason to care about those matches. Um, Aaron and I brought it up. The tag match, there's nothing you need to add. That match is, you're going to care about. Um, these other matches, they gotta find something. They gotta find a reason to make it matter. Yeah. Specifically, this uh, WWE Championship versus the Universal Championship. Cause I'm I'm gonna go use the bathroom while you guys are watching. That. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really difficult to make this matter because it ultimately, like, inherently doesn't because all the championships are confined within your own show. So if you lose to someone on the other show, you're still the champion of your own show. There's like no threat to you. It's kind of hard to do. Because when they did bragging rights a month before Survivor which was so stupid, you got a big trophy. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, it, it's, um, you know, speaking of trying to find a way to, to care about this WWE Championship versus the Universal Championship, I know you guys have probably read and heard, obviously, WWE is trying to, you know, pull out all the stops and find someone to maybe be a special guest referee. What's your guys' thoughts on the reports? You know, they've mentioned ma- mainly Cena pending his schedule. Um, even The Rock or Austin, but they don't know if they want to shell out that kind of money. Um, they there's You could use one of the general managers. Any thoughts on a special guest referee for this match? Not need it, because it's, it's not worth caring about. If there was somebody... 
who could use it to their advantage in some way, I would say yes. But I don't see anybody that is in that position. As as much as, and you know, he's earned my respect over the past few years. The only person it really makes sense for is Cena, because he's not brand loyal. So you know, hey, I'm gonna impartial. come back. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna come back. The thing that actually scares me if that happens, we've if it's Cena, we've seen Cena versus Lesnar enough mm-hmm. that in a championship match, I don't think's gonna happen. Um, Aaron thinks Mahal's gonna win or that he needs to win. If Cena's the referee, I could see Mahal winning. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Cena called clean. Like I said, if Jinder wins, it's gonna be by roll up. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be a. He hits him with the coloss, whatever he calls it. It'll be. It'll be by roll up because he'll. Brock will be distracted by something. But there's no need for a special guest referee. I understand because it sparks interest in the match because it needs interest. Because like I said, like Eric said, champion versus champion. So what? But championship, champion is supposed to mean something. It's just the fact that you don't not care. Not your champions suck. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Now, if AJ Styles was WWE champion, he's facing Brock Lesnar. Everybody would be all in. Well, most for for the most part, but that's not the case. But there's nobody that can really help this match. It's for me. It's all about Heyman and the Singh brothers. Roman, no. I uh, see. I would like that just because if he was a referee, mm-hmm. because that could help lead him towards his feud with Brock. And even if he's not on the card, it gives an opportunity to just kind of rub in the fans' face, like, "Yeah, Roman's still here, guys." Like, anyone that's out there booing him, like, you still have to watch him go out there and watch him that night. Um, I don't know. So I'm not, like, super excited for Survivor Series at the moment. I think the, uh, the elimination matches will be good in the tag match. I know that for a fact. Yeah, there's matches that'll be good, but, like, as a whole, I'm kind of like, eh. Because, like Laugh said, there's no stakes, really. Yeah. Um... I guess I'll just jump right into this. The NBA season is upon us. Uh, LeBron, you had a change of position. You're now the starting point guard on your team. Uh, I like to consider myself the point guard of Matt Madness, trying to set everybody <laughs> up to make their points. So from one point guard to another, I'd like to invite you once again to sit down in the throne for an episode of Matt Madness Unsanctioned. I also want to extend an invite to somebody else. On okay. The- LeVar Ball. <laughs> I consider you an inspiration. You are an inspiration. A lot of people. No, I'm ser- I'm serious. I'm serious because this man has built an amazing brand. For example, I have so many points. Like, and he has all his pairs of his son's kids. Because, because I'm telling you now, if you take him seriously when you say he could beat Michael Jordan or something, it's all fun and games. So like you can't take that seriously. Like it's I, like somebody who hates John Cena and Roman Reigns. Yeah, exactly. You just don't get it. Exactly. You can't. You can't take it. You can't take that seriously. But for, for what this guy has done to create a brand, for example, like everybody's complaining about his what is three hundred dollar, four hundred dollar mm-hmm. shoes. Honestly, look at yourself in the mirror. Look and go in your closet, especially women and women and men. What designer shoes do you have? When do you ever see that designer face? Yeah. Never. You got you got ten pairs of Gucci shoes. You know who the hell Gucci is. <laughs> if there even is a Gucci. Exactly. You got, so you're, you're like honest. John Gucci. You know who he is. I didn't buy those. <laughs> I didn't buy, they were a gift. But like I said, <laughs> like I said, you go out, you go out and you buy these things because you're told to. But Levar Ball is telling you why you're gonna buy why you're gonna buy these things, and he's selling his son. So Levar mm-hmm. Ball. 
He's inspiration. Come embrace the madness, buddy, and the big ball brand could collaborate with the Matt Madness brand at whatamaneuver.net. Yeah. And you can also get some new wrestling tees at colinelba.com and use promo code Matt Madness for 10% off your. BBBMM? Yep, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, LeVar, we don't have a throne for you. The throne is reserved for LeBron. <laughs> we will find a special chair for you if you do want to come and have a seat. Uh, Alo, would you like to move some merch? Just did. We... Okay, you did. All right, Eck. Do you have a throwback pick for November? Yeah, man. As you know, with November approaching, there's a lot of things on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not just the fall and the leaves, but it's like I said in the beginning. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here to rub someone the wrong way. Uh, I oh, thought about, you know, I could, you know, pull a Donovan. And <laughs> I was looking at some early WCW November <laughs> pay-per-views, and I was like, how good could I piss off Ron? And then I was like, psych. I'm gonna mess with Aaron again and I'm gonna watch an old ECW pay per view. Wow. And then I was like, you know what? I love you guys too much. (laughs) It's November and we never do uh, early 90s pay per views here for Throwback Madness. So, um, Survivor Series 2002. Survivor yes! Series 02? This, All right. I think... Um, the Doodoo Browns! Yeah. <laughs> the Doodoo Browns. There's a uh, defining moment. There's a feel-good moment. There's great matches. I, I could be biased because I used to own this on a DVD. And when I stopped watching wrestling for seven years... I think the one time after four years, I randomly popped in the DVD, mm-hmm. and I thought this was still good. Yeah. So That's as someone true. not watching wrestling, I was like, this is great. Uh, I don't think I've watched... I think I may have watched the show once in its entirety in the past five years. Mm-hmm. If not, I don't think we'll be disappointed. <laughs> I could watch that show all year long, every day. <laughs> the best five-minute sh- the, the match of my life. Thanksgiving every day. Yes. In, so, in the Halo household. Yeah, so... Spike and Bubba and Jeff Hardy against Three Minute Warning mm-hmm. and Rico. Okay. Billy Kidman versus Noel for the Cruiserweight title. Big Show versus Brock for the WWE Championship. Oh, sh- the culmination of the SmackDown 6! <laughs> Benoit Angle, Los Guerreros, Edge and Mysterio. Uh, um, Scott Steiner makes his debut. And Matt Hardy version one. Guess Matt V one mm-hmm. with, with the with the goat Christopher Nowinski. <laughs> <laughs> and the inaugural elimination chamber match. The first ever. First ever. Triple H, Booker T, Kane, RVD, and Shawn Michaels with bad hair. Yes. Short hair. Bad hair. <laughs> bad hair. I would, both short and bad. <laughs> neither, neither one of you is wrong. <laughs> um, all right. So in a couple weeks, you will see. Throwback Madness, Survivor Series 02. If you're listening, you have a couple weeks to watch that show, and then you could kind of listen along with our review of it. Um, so, for, oh no, Falls Count Anywhere, give it a listen. The Perfect Edge, check it out. Our last Throwback Madness, No Mercy 2000. A new unsanctioned with the iconic Shivani coming very soon. Five star reviews and ratings if you listen to Matt Madness and if you like the show. So, for Heck 2 Fly, Eric Trembicki. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery. We will see you next week. Hop up the top rope, by the land with this elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. 
tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.